Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So we're going to start putting some stuff together here, um, going from the ascension of Jesus when he's taken up into heaven into the early church here and starting to see how things are fitting together. The apostles, after Jesus ascended, they went back to Jerusalem. They were staying together in an upper room. It wasn't that far away. This is a Sabbath day's journey. Figure about a half a mile. So they go back there and they're hanging out together. They're praying together. Uh, Jesus is, had said to wait and they're doing that. It's not just them there. Uh, there's some women with them, including Mary, the mother of Jesus. Jesus' brothers are there. Uh, all told, there's like 120 people that are getting together. Peter stands up in the middle of them and, and explains that all of this that happened with Judas betraying Jesus and with Judas' death and Jesus' death and resurrection, all of this was foretold in Scripture. Scripture laid all of this out ahead of time. So he explains all of that to make sure everybody understands. And based on their understanding of Scripture, they come to the conclusion that Judas's spot needs to be filled. Somebody else needs to take his place. So they come up with some criteria, and they figure it has to be somebody that was there with the rest of the apostles and there with Jesus, should have been with them sort of from way back when John baptized them until clear at the end where Jesus ascended to heaven. Uh, it has to be somebody that actually is a witness to the resurrection. So somebody who actually saw Jesus alive after the crucifixion. Based on that, they, they finally narrow it down to two men. There's Joseph, who's called Barsabbas, and there's Matthias. And you don't really hear a whole lot about either one of these people. But they put them both forward. They say, all right, we've got to narrow it down to these two. So they pray about it and... They cast lots, which was kind of an Old Testament way of trying to figure out God's answer to a question, God's answer to a decision. And the lot falls to Matthias, and so they call him an apostle now. So now they're back up to 12 apostles. And they're hanging out together. They're all in one place. They're praying together. They're in fellowship together. And this is important. Even today, this is what we need to be doing. But... It's the day of Pentecost, and they don't know that the day of Pentecost is going to be the day of Pentecost. But it's the day of Pentecost. So they're all gathered together in one spot, and all of a sudden there's like this violent rushing wind sound. And it just fills the whole house where they are, where they're sitting. And it's like these little flames or tongues of fire come around, and, and like one rests on each person and they're all filled with the holy spirit because you see before this generally speaking most people were not filled by the holy spirit i don't want to make absolute statements here but this was not a normal thing we're as christians being filled with the holy spirit having the holy spirit inside you helping you is a normal thing we expect that it hadn't happened yet the believers didn't have that yet so they're filled with the holy spirit and there's a sign that this is what's going on, they start to speak in other tongues or other languages. Now, the languages they're speaking are actual languages spoken by actual people who are actually there. This isn't just somebody jibber-jabbering. These are actual languages that actual people there are speaking. Because if I just start spouting nonsense, 
That's not going to make anybody believe anything except that maybe I'm crazy. This is a sign that God is moving. This is a sign that, that God is establishing this church in a way that hadn't been done before. Now, they're in Jerusalem, and there's Jewish people in Jerusalem from all over the place that have come into Jerusalem. And when this noise, this rushing wind sound happened, a crowd gathered, like, what's going on? Why does that house sound windy? They didn't have big air conditioning units with big blower fans or something like that. It's weird. This, this house sounds like it's windy inside. Why is it windy inside the house? So people gather around to see what's going on. We do that now. There's something weird going on. Let's go take a look. So there's a crowd that has gathered, and people are, are watching, and, and they're, they're amazed because this group that's all pretty much from Galilee, all from one small area, are speaking in everybody's native languages. People that are uh, from all over the place. It says Parthians and Medes and Elamites and people from Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus, wherever that is, and the province of Asia and Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and the areas around Libya and around Cyrene and people visiting from Rome and Cretans and Arabs and Apparently, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. No, that last part's not written there. But you can get kind of a list starting Acts chapter 2, right around verse 9, of all these different places people were from. And everybody there hears these couple people from like, sort of think of it as backwater, middle of nowhere, speaking in all of their native languages, not just in a language that they would all share. And they're all kind of scratching their head like, what's this mean? Well, a couple of them, though. You know, there's there's a couple in every group, it seems. There's a couple of them kind of want to cause trouble. They're making fun of them, saying, <laughs> they're just drunk. They're full of wine, that's all. And so Peter steps up. And Peter, you know, Peter's kind of, he's not in charge, but he takes charge. All of the apostles are kind of working together. But a lot of times, you see Peter stepping up. When there's an opportunity, he steps up. And in this case, he steps up. He stands up in front of everybody, in front of the the other 11 apostles, and he raises his voice, and, and he says to them in a way that they can all hear, you know, that, hey, look, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Pay attention. Don't make a mistake about this. These guys aren't drunk. It's, it's early in the morning. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. It's way too early for these guys to all be drunk. This is what was prophesied by Joel and he quotes from back in the Old Testament in Joel in the last days God said he'd pour out his spirit on all of mankind and that your sons and daughters will prophesy and young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams and and so on and such forth and he goes on and he preaches his sermon basically and it's a short sermon but he preaches his sermon and he explains who Jesus was and that Jesus proved who he was based on miracles and signs and all of that that he did while he was here, just as these people had seen. And he goes on to say that with the help of lawless Gentiles, because you see, to Jews, the Gentiles were like filthy, dirty, terrible people. They were anybody that wasn't Jews, for the most part. And they, they didn't like them. And they didn't think real highly of them. 
with the help of these lawless Gentiles, you, you nailed him to a cross and you killed him. But God released him from death and put him back into life. Death couldn't hold him. And then he relates it again to some Old Testament scripture as a prophecy that was it was explaining this ahead of time. Of course, nobody realized completely, but he goes on to, to explain essentially the gospel message and who Jesus was. This doesn't fill everybody with warm, comfy feelings. This is one of the times that they don't all immediately get mad, but it doesn't fill them all with warm, comfy feelings. So they ask Peter and the rest of the apostles, what should we do? You know, we've done this terrible thing with putting him to death. And what do we do? And so Peter says, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit too, because the promise is for you and for your children and for people that aren't even close by and for as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. And so he continues to preach and like 3,000 people believed and were baptized and were added to the group, the early church here. And they're continually devoting themselves to what the apostles are teaching and to fellowship and to, to breaking bread together, eating together and to prayer. And lots of miracles and wonders and signs were taking place primarily through the apostles. And people who believed uh, took care of each other. They'd like eat meals together and, and they were happy together and praised God. And the Lord added to their number every day more people who were being saved thanks for joining me i hope you enjoyed it have a blessed week and i'll see you next time